Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast. My name is Chris Sasser, uh, pastor of Family Ministries at Port City Community Church in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm here again with my friend, Marcy Bullock. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hi, Marcy. Hi. And I'm the Growth Zone Director, which is our birth to pre-K ministry here at PC3, but I am also a proud, proud member of our Parent Network Leadership Team. Yes. So, very You know what's fun is that we're at a point now where we can use that like phrase, a parent network leadership, leadership team. team. It's so dreamy. It's like thinking about two years ago when we talked about all of this and it was like, we have no idea what we're doing, yeah. but we're going to try it. And now it's like, we sound organized. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Smoke and mirrors. No, that's not true. Michelle Starbuck is keeping us together. That's for mm. sure. If you don't know what any of that means. So we have this thing at the Port City Community Church. I said, I called it the Port City Community the Church. Port City that's Community you know, Church. If you're a sports fan, it's like the Ohio State University. Never mind. We have this thing here at Port City Community Church called the Parent Network, where what we are trying to do is equip and encourage parents to help their family walk with God. And so we've been walking into that for the last really two years. And um, for a long time, it was just kind of a few of us on staff here trying to hold this thing together. And now we have a great team of volunteers led by our uh, volunteer director, which is Michelle Starbuck. Who um, is so, rocking it. yeah, she is big time. And so she's kind of organized a whole other group of volunteers who are uh, kind of organizing volunteers for different events. It's really pretty awesome. And on that note, so so you're going to hear a great interview uh, here in this episode of the podcast um, with Mike and Julie Ashcraft. So uh, we, we recently had a great event uh, here in the Parent Network as we launched into 2018. I'm still talking about what it means to be intentional as a parent with uh, Mike and Julie, and uh, Mike's our senior pastor, uh, Julie's his wife, and their two daughters, uh, Madison and Michaela, uh, talking about sort of the how do you build a good, a great culture in your family. So, Marcy, like looking back on it, what what were your impressions of the whole event? It was so incredible. You know, because I have the opportunity to plan and organize our moms groups. That's here for our moms with children under the age of five, there's often that conversation in those moms groups where they say, you know, Mike referenced something about his parenting on Sunday. And I always think, how great would it be to hear from their daughters and actually hear what that was like? And I have the honor of getting to work with both of their girls, Maddie and uh, Michaela, through different other, you know, other ministries here at the church. So I know a lot about that. Um, but it was so cool to give them that chance to stand on stage and really just share what it was like to grow up in the Ashcraft house and how much of it I am. It's hilarious how much I've already seen Mike. Mike talked about, um, you know, going to your kids when they're struggling and yep, not attacking. Right. You know, Maddie kept saying how she broke a mirror and, Mad- and Mike didn't come in and say, Madison, you can't break a mirror. He said, what can I do for you? And it's been so funny to watch my husband do the same thing, <laughs> but with a four-year-old. Yeah, it's a little so different, It's right? a little different, but a little different. <laughs> immediately, just those little changes that you can make, and all, you, all it takes is somebody else to go, hey, this is what we did, and yeah. hearing from their kids to say, like, what an impact that made on their lives. Yeah, one of, you know, we did um, kind of uh, feedback cards uh, after the event, and so one of the feedback cards that we got, <clears throat> just in talking about the night, it said, this was a game changer for us as a family. And a lot of kind of the feedback cards really kind of said that, that a, it was really great to hear just from a pastor who sometimes people think their families are perfect, but to hear that they're, they're not, they're broken. They, you know, kind of deal with the same things that all of us as families deal with. But really the, the, the question is, how are we going to respond to that? And so um, they really talked about developing a great family culture. So anything else kind of from the event? 
You know, I have to give like major props to our child care that night. Yes. They, so it's not only did we start late, we ended late. And we still had an incredible team of volunteers in both Grozone and Treasure Island, which is our elementary school uh, ministry. It was just amazing how many people jumped in. And there were actually some parents in those ministries that night who were giving back to younger parents because mm. their kids are in college or post-college. And they just really, the one thing that somebody said to me was, I wish that someone had planned all of this when I had kids wow. who were younger. Wow. And so now, since that didn't happen for me, I want to make sure that there are parents who get to go. And I thought that was so cool. And it was incredible to see the whole church come together to equip and encourage yeah, parents. that's awesome. That's awesome. So I know that there are some of you who are kind of listening to this from other churches, uh, and you're kind of trying to figure out what it is that you can do with parents. And one of the things that we have said throughout this process is you you have to provide childcare yeah. in these events. I mean, that is kind of a game changer. And actually, somebody said that in one of our comment cards that you know the fact that we provide free childcare um, is the thing the thing that allowed them to be able to come. Because as you know, if you're a, if you're a single parent and you're trying to come to an event like this and and you get a scramble and mm-hmm. you can't find childcare and it costs you money, you you may not come if you're uh, if you're married, you know, and you have especially younger kids. Um, typically, one person would have to stay home, and the mm-hmm. other one would be able to come. And so, we just want to really um, offer childcare because it's so very important for parents to be able to hear what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and it's really not something like don't overthink it. If yeah, you if you're the right. person that has to plan childcare for an event like this, encourage parents to have bring their kids in pajamas. Turn on yep, a movie. That's right. I would highly recommend avoiding popcorn at all costs. <laughs> we learned that lesson the hard we did. way so, a couple years ago. <laughs> so the first time we did one of these events, we you know, and we told parents, and we, we always tell parents, hey, this is childcare. We're not like doing a lesson. We're not you know educating your kids spiritually. This is for you. <laughs> and the first night we we showed a movie and we had popcorn. And. It was we, everywhere. We might still be picking up popcorn. That oh, was a year man. and a half ago. We we pulled out eight different vacuums that we found throughout the building. <laughs> we plugged them all in. We had volunteers who stayed late to help us clean it up. We blew the fuse. Oh, my and, gosh. Like everywhere. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> it was hilarious. Good memories. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So if you're listening out there from another church, you're thinking about what you're going to do with a you know any kind of a parenting ministry, please offer child care. Yeah, and just ask volunteers simple. to help yeah. you. Keep it simple. Ask volunteers to help because they will. So anyway, on that note, uh, you're going to hear an interview from Mike and Julie. We literally did walk right out of the event and uh, kind of interview them for a few minutes. There were some questions that people asked uh, at the end of the event, and we kind of did a Q&A. We didn't get a chance to do all of them. So Mike and Julie will give you a little bit of a kind of a recap of what they talked about and give you the flavor of it, and then we'll answer a few questions, and then Marcy and I will be back to close this up. So enjoy this with Mike and Julie Ashcraft. Well, I'm here with Mike and Julie Ashcraft. We are literally coming out of our Parent Network event um, where we had a chance to hear from Mike and Julie and Madison and Michaela. And if you didn't have a chance to, to be at that event, I highly encourage that you go uh, watch it online. It's on the Parent Network resource site. So, Mike and Julie, thank you for like staying up late tonight. Thank you. We're thank glad. you. Yes, glad yes, yes. And, and basically, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Mike, just for a moment, do a little bit of a recap of what it was that we talked about uh, tonight in the Parent Network. It was really phenomenal kind of talking about the culture of your home. And then there were a bunch of questions. We did a little bit of a Q&A at the end of the night, but we didn't have a chance to get to all the questions. And we're not going to be able to get to all of them today, uh, but we are going to get to some of them. So, Mike, you can uh, just take it away on uh, what did you talk about tonight? All right. Well, we talked about culture. And uh, the quote was from a business guru, organizational leadership development guy, Peter Drucker. And he says that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And the whole idea is that when we, there's something that's happening in our homes that's bigger than just the strategies we try to implement. 
and parents, most of the time, most books, most uh, sort of approaches are, can you, can you give me a tip or strategy or trick to make my kids behave or to make my kids do what I want them to do or whatever. And sort of the bottom line of the talk is we often want strategies to make our kids behave, but what we need to do is to create a culture for our kids to thrive. Um, to understand the fact that it's a relationship, we need to know our kids, uh, we need to empower our kids and really uh, work with them in, in the context of our home because that's where their character is developed in the sort of the incubator of, of our homes and that's what uh, sort of the, the essence of the message. Now, now you gave us two sort of practical tips about yep. what we should you make sure we do and, and don't do. What are those two tips? We talked about awesome. re- reducing pressure yeah. and preserving innocence. Can you give us just folks sure. who weren't here a little um, bit more on, on those? Reducing pressure means you, you've got to help them uh, get all the unnecessary pressure off. In other words, it's, it's not free from making decisions or free from responsibility or culpability. It's just saying that so much of the pressure that most kids are under is unnecessary. A kid playing baseball isn't necessarily going to be uh, in the major leagues or every test that you take in school isn't going to determine whether you get into Harvard or not or whatever. It's just this unnecessary pressure. And then the preservation of innocence is really sort of moving them into seasons and topics that they're appropriate for. It's not sheltering them, but it's introducing them and preserving the innocence of the way I think they were created um, all along the way. And we, again, I don't want to, we talk yeah, more specific great. about it. That's kind of a good overview. Yep. And what we'll do is um, you can find a, a link to mm. the, the bullet points and the fill in the blanks that Mike had for us um, in the resource page of the Parent Network website. But Julie, like, how'd you feel about tonight? Because here's what we did. So Mike, like his idea was to bring Madison and Michaela, his daughters, uh, and Julie, his wife up, to be able to, I guess, just let everybody see behind the Ashcraft curtain of parenting. So how'd you feel about tonight? Oh, it was great. Great. I was like, we're going to do what? I mean, we've been here. Um, the church is about 17 years 18. old, 18 years old, I guess now. And um we don't do it very often. It's, I think it's the very first time we've ever done oh, it. Oh, we feel so, honored that yes, you did it at the Parent Network. Yes. So, no, it was great. Awesome. Because um, everybody's in a different season of life. And and I always tell people we are not um, perfect parents by any means. Um, and I think people need to realize that people are just in just like you yeah, and they right. want to – you're not alone in this struggle of whether you have preschoolers or you have – elementary age people or you have middle schoolers because you know if you live through middle school that's going to be awesome and then you know high school um and then when they get to college i mean things do but the pressure is always there it's always um making them our our thing was with our kids was always not be the best but do your best yeah and your best may not be the Moorhead scholar or whatever whatever that thing is that gets you all the way to chapel hill um go hills yeah go hills but you know of course we would have loved madison to um gotten a full ride to chapel hill or somewhere like that but that she did her very best and that's all and if that's a c on a report card or anything or a low grade on something or you didn't you make this team instead of that team that we are going to be their best cheerleaders no matter what yeah that's awesome so it's an awesome night of just hearing about the the, the culture that they developed in their family and so i would encourage you to go watch that and especially fun to hear from madison and michaela to hear from from a, kind of the, the kids perspective <clears throat> it was fun all right <laughs> <laughs> well, it was mike really was very nervous mike was nervous beforehand i think he was more nervous on stage i was just watching your face <laughs> during most of the night Yes, telling no. recent stories of um, yeah. her, gritted teeth, gritted teeth and, and big shoulders and 
you know, it was awesome. we get mad at our kids just like you get mad at your kids, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> well, and, and the moment, Julie, that you shared kind of towards the end of, of your time up there, just about that, about how, you know, everybody's crazy and, and all families kind of have things going on. And I, that's what I've been saying um, is so valuable about what we're doing with the Parent Network yeah. is just people can understand that we're not, like our house is not going to like explode right. because we're so bad and we're so different. Everybody's dealing and with And perfection is a terrible culture. I mean, yeah. the, the culture piece is, is the, it embraces the imperfection and yeah. the, the growth and the change that we all That's need right. to embrace. That's right. Mm-hmm. It allows yeah. God's grace to Absolutely. step into it yeah. and be a part of it. I'm so, glad to hear my kids use that word a lot. Yeah, and that was I awesome. mean, social media is probably the biggest, and I'm, I'm a fan, I mean, I like Facebook and Instagram and I said that to them, but I will tell you that's probably the biggest enemy we pressure. have and the pressure because we feel like that's all you see as perfect families, yeah. but yet we know that's not the case. That's and right. um, that's why I do think it's great to be, you need to be in community, um, not just on social media, but in small groups or neighborhood groups or parenting groups or coming to classes like they offer here at the Parent Network that you can meet other people that are in your same stage of yes, life, which is right. really important. It's yep. huge. Okay, so we're going to fly through a bunch of questions that were asked by parents who were at the event, and uh, we're not, like I said, we're not going to get to all of them. Here's what we are going to do, though, is we're going to end uh, kind of some of the next few Parent Network podcasts. We are going to be answering a lot of these questions, and so if you uh, put in a question and you know, you're hoping we are answering it on this particular podcast, keep listening because we'll be answering these questions kind of over the next couple of months. So, number one, I think, Julie, you get this one. Um, how did you control your temper in the toddler years <laughs> did you i did control my temper might did not um in some sense um i was a stay-at-home mom during that time i was out when my girls were both really little and it was hard and that was a hard season um it was it was one of those things where you have to say i am the adult and this is a sweet child that is still learning. <laughs> and I always say we're growing our children in the Lord. We're not, they're not perfect, just like we are not perfect. And um, it's hard, especially if you're one of those um, parents that do stay home and the spouse works and you feel like you're the only one in this. Yeah, right. It you is, yeah. you do everything and you're the only one fixing dinner and doing all that. It, it is um, not easy, but it is, you have to prepare for it and know that it's going to be hard but i always tell every one of my friends it is a season yeah and right. it will change yep. yeah that's right yep. okay very good um how do you help a child that has trouble explaining what he is feeling when you yourself have a hard time explaining your emotions i'll read it again how do you help a child that has trouble explaining what he's feeling when you yourself have a hard time explaining your emotions. We were talking about this earlier, yeah. and um, I think a lot of it is, is you gotta help them articulate things, which is an important part of the process. But I think the, the bigger thing is don't necessarily um, demand that they do it. Like when um, we were talking about this um, earlier, just with, there were times when Michaela would, would be upset about something, and we would get in the car and drive and turn the music up so that she didn't have to talk. And it was just allowing some space um, for her not to have to talk and that way she could be with me or with Julie without feeling like she had to explain so it wasn't always this inquisition every time we said what's wrong what are you feeling are you worried she could just be with me and not have to explain anything and it paved some ways to when we started talking about things to allow some of that to come out imperfectly and and to process I think one of the other things that parents have to do is your, you know your kids aren't always they're, they're rarely going to articulate 
everything correctly. Yeah. But they do want to be heard. And so I think if you can if you can prepare yourself to listen, it goes a long way, especially depending on their age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we have a hard time as adults yeah. explaining ourselves. I mean, and how we feel, and we don't. So you have to go think to them. I mean, little people all the way up till mid twenties, their their brains are still developing. They don't know how to express their feelings and and we've got to walk with them through that and tell them and, that we and don't say know. yeah I mean that's probably the biggest thing I say to my girls that's the biggest thing I say to my kids that if I have somebody come into my office at school it's hey I'm with you and I, I know you're hurting or I know something's going on if you feel like talking or if you want to write it down but you don't have to and it's okay not to know how you feel right. yeah. um, that's probably the biggest thing because I think they feel like they have to be able to explain it and if they they don't know how to explain right. it. I mean, it's just... Um, we learn together. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Well, I heard something today that I think plays into this a little bit. Just talking about kids who are growing up uh, today. They're not necessarily more mature, but they're more exposed. Absolutely. Oh, that's absolutely true. And, but we expect <laughs> them to be more mature that's because right. they're more exposed. And what you just said, they're just not yeah. able to articulate yet or are you know, able to figure it out yet. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be stealing that and using it a lot. Um how do you have, or were you able, and probably how, to have honest conversations about God, doubt, science, etc.? I mean, yes, we when we talk, yeah. we talk all the time at our house <clears throat> about everything. I, the one great thing, and especially with Michaela, and, and now that Madison's married and moved off, and it's just the two of us a lot of times, and she'll tell me pretty much everything. So if she has a question or a doubt about something or about God and her faith, she'll talk to Mike or I about it. Yeah. Um, but we let her process that yeah. herself so that it becomes her own faith. Well, it's, you don't put and the pressure. We do not. It, it, uh, we absolutely, I, I mean, maybe we don't do it. Maybe we're too not put the pressure on it. Sometimes yeah. I go, no. but I mean, I'm like, it is, I just want you to do your best. Yeah. I want you to enjoy your walk with the Lord right. and it be your walk, mm-hmm. not your dad's walk. Or your and I think the walk. other, I think the other thing too is when when kids ask questions about God, you make it normal, like because people think, especially people who grew up in the church, you think that doubt is a bad thing, and it's and it's not. Doubt is an authentic question, and the more we help people understand it, help students, kids understand that, our kids understand that, you're, you're helping them process mm-hmm. what they believe. And the reality is, is they're, you know, invite them in. Let's go to your homework together. If you don't have an answer that your kid asks. Go find it out together. I mean, that's that's a fun exercise, and it's going to be great for your relationship. Yeah. And I think it goes back to our motto of talk talk to them about anything, anything, so that talk to them about everything, so that you can talk to them about everything, right. and just talk to them yeah. and yeah. not expect big answers. And then when big things come up, or they have doubts about yeah. God, or or some you know something that's been said in science class, or something like that. They could, you know, process it themselves, but then go, hey, dad, this is what happened. Or, hey, mom, this is what happened in class today. Or this is what I'm thinking, and I'm not really sure. And that's where journaling will yeah. um, really help them process their what's their, what they're mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing, too, is to not feel the pressure to argue or convince them. Because I think that's where we feel a lot of pressure. Is we gotta, so then you wind up in an argument or trying to prove something. And... You're really helping that they're asking those questions or those doubts are really kind of they're about discovery and we get a chance to sort of help peel back the curtain and even sometimes share our own doubts and what yeah, we question right. what we you know have issues about and yeah. we've done that Michaela and I both of my girls we've had tremendous theological discussions about stuff yeah 
Um, and sometimes they're they're wrong, and sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're you know working on things. Yep. I think one of the things too is um, th- there are a lot of families that I find that they don't have normal kind of everyday conversations right. about God. <clears throat> right. right. And so it's the only church. time that they have a conversation about God is when there's a doubt or there's a problem or there's right. whatever. And so one of the things I'd recommend is normalize conversations Absolutely. about God and your faith so that it's you know n- another. Mm-hmm. Easy way to have the conversation. And I would say that. That's That's exactly what I was going to say was you need to share your struggles to, you know, or when you're really deeply hurt, if you've really been, you know, praying for somebody and things aren't going or praying for something and things just didn't go the way you think. And you go, well, God, what are you doing here? That's normal for an adult. And that's normal for a student or a child or even, you know, a seven year old um, and just make it an everyday normal, not something that's not normal. Yeah, I don't that's know right. if that's no, the right word. That's great. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a couple more. Um, how do we have conversations with teenagers who don't want to or won't talk to us? You kind of talked a little bit about Yeah, your, I think that, Michaela, that's but. probably what I, was, what I was thinking about is really it's it's about, I think it's, you know, you make an assumption that kids don't want to talk and I, I would be real careful about that assumption. Um, I think they probably do. They there there's some reason why sometimes it's you know and and as a parent again it's a general uh, stereotype but a lot of times when kids say stuff as parents we are very quick to correct them and you know one of the things I think we mentioned earlier but kids don't always want to be right they want to be heard and oftentimes if you let a kid talk a lot of times they'll talk themselves into what they know to be true or yes, right that's right but if they are arguing with you. It ain't never gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, even when we were talking with Michaela, yeah. the driving uh, after midnight the other night, she and actually, Madison and the yeah. the boyfriend, the she 15, had talked yeah. herself back around oh, yeah. into right. what we had originally told her she couldn't do, and it was like okay. And then so I think if you can give them space, you know, get in the car, listen to music, don't make them talk. Just give them space, and you've got to, they've got to believe that you're gonna hear them before you correct them or whatever. And I think that's where and it's not easy. It's not easy. It is definitely it something time. that you have to prepare for and work and be okay on with. and be okay with. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not easy. Yeah. Cause, cause they're going to talk to you when they're ready on their time, not when you're ready on your time yeah. and kind of being okay. And with I think, that. you know, depending on the, that's a normal thing within realm and, and that's something, you know, if it's something significant or, or where there's more jeopardy, I think we can deal with that. But, okay. Um, how do you handle, uh, or how would you recommend a family handle uh, underage drinking and convincing kids to abstain from sex before marriage? So my assumption is that these are older kids. Probably, yep. Middle, mid- middle school, school, high so school, yeah. I would say to convince them is probably not going to happen. Um, and what happened, I think that what's interesting about that question is that's the default. Somehow they're, how do doing, I convince they're them? doing this, and i got to convince them that they shouldn't. And I think what you have to do is kids get older, and it's what you alluded to tonight, you, you lead by control when they're young and influence when they're older. There, there's, a, there's a time when you can tell your two-year-old, get in the car seat, you can physically pick them up, put them in the car seat, and buckle them in. When you tell your kid, you ain't going anywhere at 16, and they say, what are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, different animal. You, you ain't going to have that yeah. conversation. So I think the convincing part, we feel that pressure, but I think what you have to do, and again, it's hard because my assumption is, they're already doing stuff that you disapprove of, and they already know it. And they're going to try to convince you. Um, they're not going to try to convince. They're, they're going to argue with you about why you're trying to convince them. Instead, what you have to do is, I think, is to sit down and don't try to convince them. You've got to understand why they think it's okay. 
and if you flip the script on them so that they now have, because what you're doing is you're giving them ownership of the decisions that they're making. Yeah. And when they're getting to that level of making those kind of decisions, they're high stakes decisions and they have to have ownership in them or they're going to spend the rest of their life blaming the parents, yeah, that's right. blaming everybody else. They'll the play the life. victim nonstop. So I think, I think the, you know, <clears throat> you got to know what you believe about it and you got to have some really good understanding about what you believe about sex or sexuality or drinking or all those things. Um, but at the same time, you, you've got to prepare yourself to hear things that you don't want to hear, but what you're doing is you are giving them responsibility for their convictions. Now, as a parent, you know, you got to decide what legal action you're going to take mm-hmm. or things like that. But I, there, there are, but as far as the convincing part, if you get into that war, it's probably not going to go well. I think a conversation, my suspicion is most kids who are doing this know <laughs> yeah, it, ain't, right. it ain't helpful. Right. Um, and that's where yeah. you got to get them to see that sort of what's the yep. wise thing to do yep. question. Yeah. And my guess is too, as parents, we, we sometimes have to be okay with whatever consequences come their way. Yeah. Because they're owning and their decisions and responsibility, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a hard thing because you love them and you don't want them to have have those consequences. But they if they bring those things can't on them. 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 Yeah, you can't bat. But you still love them yeah. and you still love them and you walk with them through it. And you you tell them, I'm here to walk with you through this. And, I, you know, I, I you can't convince them. Yeah. Yeah. Not at the, not, I'm not sure. Really. I'm certainly thinking they're talking about teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> you, and not preschoolers. Yeah, you would hope. <laughs> Okay, last one, because um, we talked a lot about relieving the pressure. Uh, so it's hard to reduce pressure sometimes when I, this is a parent writing this question, it's hard to reduce pressure sometimes when I feel so much pressure. I feel like they should be applying for college and scholarships. Where's the balance? Um, how much of uh, it do I let them versus let them lead versus guide them? So it's I as a parent feel pressure to get them into college and all these things. How do I help relieve pressure if I myself am feeling it? I, you know, the, 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 I'm going to generalize the question because I don't know the, the situation of the parent. Um, if you have a kid who isn't lifting a finger to do something, that's one thing. But, but the, it's, it's the mindset. It's, we're talking about culture. And the culture is what happens when you get that mindset is you are doing things for this kid, for a kid, that they should do for themselves. Um, and that's, that's when you create a culture where people take responsibility for their actions, their participation, that that's where you have to, to work that solution. So, you know, do you let them take the consequences, um, like where they don't get into college and they live in your living room for the rest of your life? Probably not. (laughs) That's a little different. But do you, do you give them some ownership and they go, they might not get this particular school or that particular school. I think probably so. I think because one is if if you get them into yeah. that college, you're not going to get them that grade, and, and you can't a, get them that job, right. and you can't yeah. all those things. Yeah, so I think you got to let them start to learn decisions and consequences and implications and responsibility. And, and but it's a conversation, not about why aren't you filling out the FAFSA forms. It's a conversation about what do you see, what do you want, what are you hoping for, because. Some kids who aren't trying to get into college are afraid yeah. that they won't make it or they can't. There's a lot of reasons why. And if you can get to that point, you're going to help them succeed. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, so uh, we're going to stop there. We're going to, like I said, answer some of these other questions on other Parent Network podcasts. And I would highly recommend that you kind of go uh, watch the event. It's on the Parent Network Vimeo page. 
uh, it's posted there. You can see the whole um, interview that Mike did with uh, Julie and Michaela and Madison. And a couple of other references um, that we've kind of said throughout the night is there a couple series that we've done here at Port City that might be really helpful for you mm-hmm. as a parent. One is called Hotheads, which is kind of dealing with anger, anger. and yep. um, and sort of all the, the anger that we kind of have in our life. And especially when it comes to our um, parenting freak out, what was freak out about? Freak out's about self-control. Okay. And the idea we, we, we lose our minds when things don't, yeah, it's, it's about self-control, <laughs> which, which is related, but it also which, talks, yeah. it talks about how to teach our kids self-control as well. Okay, great. And then there's one uh, we did just a couple years ago called Parents Just Don't Understand. So we're going to link to all of those in the uh, resources on, on the Parent Network page. So uh, they're great sermon series that you can go listen to. So thanks again to Mike and Julie for tonight and the podcast. (laughs) And we'll have to have you back again another time. Thank you. you. So awesome, awesome stuff from Mike and Julie Ashcraft. Thanks to them for, for being a part of not just the the podcast, but really the whole night. And I really would encourage you uh, to go watch the event. Um, It's posted on our parent network Vimeo page. There's a link to it in our resources. Uh, And so go watch that event in order to see kind of the whole thing. Madison and Michaela were great. Um, and then you hear from Mike and Julie here in the podcast. They were fantastic as well. Marcy, anything else that we need to kind of let people know that are going on with the Parent Network? Well, we have a couple things coming up. Um, first off, our next podcast that we're putting out is one by our very own campus pastor from New Bern. His name is Danny Rogers, and I have absolute faith that it's going to be a podcast definitely worth listening to. He's really fun, really amazing pastor, but also an incredible dad. Yeah. So I'm sure that that's going to yeah. be Definitely worth listening to. Um, what what was the topic he specifically? Well, but basically, he he talks about intentional parenting and okay. how he and Carrie over the years have done intentional parenting. And Danny did the same thing that most men do, which is so funny. I think we'll reference this in the interview. But you know, we I talked about how great Danny's kids are, mm-hmm. and Danny said, "Well, you know, it's it's all because of their mother." <laughs> Which, you know, most guys. That's right. And see, and I said that. Most guys say it's all about their mother. They get it from their mother. And then most moms are like, yeah, that's it. It's all about that's me. It. <laughs> anyway. Well, we work hard. I feel like, and most of the time we shrug, we shrug like a lot of the, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, know. right. Yeah. But we want to own. Claim parenting. it. Claim it with your kids, no doubt. So the next thing, if you're listening to this after February 9th of 2018, this is of no help to you. Sorry. But if before then, go ahead and jump on to our parents at Port City Church church.org website so that you can register for our daddy daughter dance it's on february 9th it's going to be an awesome night it's our third daddy daughter dance every ever um so real i mean third time's the charm so this one will just be like it's gonna be so awesome even better it is it is yeah we are really those of us who are dads who have little girls who are coming kylie was killing me the other day because i had not yet registered for the daddy daughter dance and so we went online like uh, on the spot and we registered that for that awesome. so yeah and also just non-stop be looking for resources on our uh, the resource page of the parent network site we're always trying to update stuff like that follow us on social media marcy do you know what all those are oh no i know nothing about social uh, media. <laughs> and actually you ought to follow marcy on social media too just sort of side note i mean if you just want to laugh a lot um is it just at marcy bolick is that what it is I, I, it is yeah. okay um, especially instagram go there fast yeah. um so uh our Instagram and for, Twitter and Twitter. Yep. Um, Instagram is at PC three parents on Instagram. That is really, it's a great way to keep up to date on if you're not following the email or if you're not 
I guess you have to. You need to sign up. Yeah, for the, sign up to be a part of the network on the on the um on the site on, on the, the website. Site. Yeah, and you'll get an email once about every two weeks or so. So if you're like me and you're not very good about reading email, but you're on you social media all the time. Something? Do you get a lot of emails in life? I do. My life is yeah, never mind. full Sorry. of emails. Um, <laughs> but Instagram is really great because you'll it'll pop up and you'll see that. And you can actually click the link to go register and all that. Um, but then, then our Twitter, which I'll have Sass tell you. At PC3Parents. Same thing. At same, yeah. same thing. Awesome. Yeah. And Facebook. We're, we're a little bit active on Facebook. It's uh, PC3Parent Network on Facebook. So go follow us and all that stuff. Sign up to be part of the network. And you can let us know if there's anything that we can do to help you as a parent. We have an email address. It's parents at portcitychurch.org. That's parents at portcitychurch.org. So just send us a message and let us know if there's anything that we can help you with or anything that you would like to hear us cover um, on these podcasts or in some of the uh, seminars and events that we do. We love hearing back from people. And actually, a lot of the things that we've done in some of our events have come directly from comments that we've gotten from people. So I would just ask you to share this podcast with your friends if it's helpful. Um, I also have been told that if you uh, if you go on to iTunes and leave a review, that also helps get uh, the podcast kind of in front of other people. Uh, we just want to be helpful, uh, as helpful as we possibly can as we attempt to equip and encourage parents in helping their family walk with God. Thanks for joining us and uh, join us next time for an interview with Denny Rogers. Happy parenting. Happy parenting.